This is Jack Dempsey. Welcome, everybody, to the Virtual Dumbness Podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, PJ Alex, a.k.a. Problematic PJ, a.k.a. a whole bunch of other shit. So, uh, today, we have a couple of topics and a co-host from the Bar Theory Podcast. Sure. And uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself, go right ahead. Yeah, just just Marcus. That's all you, all you really need to know. You know, I'd rather you uh, fall in love and fall, you know... Lost in the visionary and the the deepness of the conversation than the names, <laughs> but here I am. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, Marcus is a returning champion to the uh, Virtual Dumbness Podcast. We had some issues just to, to harken back to the first episode. I mentioned that we were supposed to have video during that podcast, which I'm sad that we did not video record the shenanigans that, that occurred. Unfortunately, uh, my camera died. Oh, since then I have purchased. <laughs> Two new batteries and a second memory card and a tripod. And a shout out to, to Ron for his help with filming. Um, we're going to get that popping, including an unboxing of a beer. Nice. Which will probably be the first video up on uh, our YouTube page at Virtual Dopeness, as everything is at Virtual Dopeness, <laughs> because it wasn't taken. Digital Dopeness was taken like a motherfucker, and I'm still pissed off because I don't think they're using it right. Fuck, um, fuck them niggas. <laughs> start podcast beef already. <laughs> um, I actually had a slight bit of podcast beef, but I'm not going to mention them. We can't because we're, we're right on y'all. We're right on y'all niggas. Exactly. Um, podcast style. <laughs> so uh, today, I always start with the drink that we're drinking. Um, well, I'm drinking. I'm actually drinking Ninkasi Tricera Hops Double IPA. Um, I, the first IPA I ever loved was their Total Domination, which I believe I was drinking last week, but I don't know if I said it or not. Mm-hmm. And it is the first IPA I ever liked. It got me into IPAs. I don't know how I feel about the double IPA. It's <sighs> a little bitter. Okay. Um, as is most of the, like, argument with most IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're drinking it. Shout out to Ninkazi. Hopefully y'all, in the future, want to sponsor a podcast, say something Y'all are still only available in the northwestern part of the country, which hurts a little bit. Maybe Virginia. Mm. It's like a weird. It was. It was weird. Georgia laws are weird, especially when it comes to alcohol. Surprisingly. Yeah. So, like, you know, like in Florida, they can deliver alcohol. In fact, Postmates is now delivering mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah, do uh, that. Uber Eats is now, I think, about to start delivering alcohol. But Georgia, that is, uh, nah, just doesn't happen. They they do work on that and and the gambling laws too. Oh hell yeah! So I would appreciate if they would have hooked up a casino to this stadium, this new stadium. That would have been if too. if they just left the, the uh, Georgia Dome and turned that to an MGM like they wanted to. Yep, that would have been fire. That would have been amazing. In fact, guess what? I I rolled up on something today. This has nothing to do with tech or or music, but whatever. Um, it's, it's my podcast. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to. Uh, so I found out today they're actually putting in a soccer field under the MARTA tracks by the West End MARTA station. Wow. Where that parking lot is? Where the parking lot is. 
Like what a, they're doing with Like a, a black for black people or is that for like I, mean, I don't a, think they can discriminate. I think we we, we handled that in the sixties. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I've, I don't know if you've been by the Western station around four, five o'clock. It's a, I've seen gang fights out there. I've seen, you know, the people posted oh, up yeah. outside of uh, the Western Mall and that area over there. It's a and a strip club across the street. Don't really seem like the soccer haven. <laughs> for you know, soccer moms. It's, it's, I, that's why I'm trying to see what their vision is. I, one, Who, I don't know how who's their get, market. I don't know how they're going to get that strip club out of there because they wanted to. I guarantee for years they can't. But there's no way for them to. And it, I mean, yeah, I mean, unless someone do some you know crazy Dunwoody shit and raise the prices that ridiculous, like the Pink Pony, uh, or the ones up there, they could probably do that. But I mean, it's a it's a pretty good staple in the West End community and. and uh it survived a lot of deaths, a lot of uh, criminal activity. So I know their hand is probably in some pots too. So oh yeah, it has to be. Otherwise, I, I don't know how else it would have stayed. But it has, it it has. Let's see, because it was Queen City, Queen City, which was which, which was notorious in itself. Yes, um, I've recently went into Peaches. Um, actually, quick little story went in there. Uh, a friend gave me a, a coupon. It said a coupon. A it had coupon. a stripper's, stripper's name on it. Huh. So the real nigga in me is like, oh, <laughs> I just get this coupon. I get a free a free entry, free dance in the back room. Hmm. Um, that's what I thought it was. There was a back room. Oh, there's, there's always a back room. But So I go in with the coupon, which I'm, I go in. They say, okay, you know, welcome. Go, you're in. They take the card. I'm like, oh, I need that because I need to find who Essence is. And so I can, you know. Recoup on this yeah. coupon. They're like, no, no, this is for free entry. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that's not. What the, it says, you know, time with essence, and it has the, you know, the peaches logo on it. So, long story short, I get kicked out. <laughs> um, but from what I saw from the door, it looks like a very nice strip club. You know, in terms of like the way it's set up and the ambiance of it all. On a whim, um, we a couple of my friends and I actually went. Mm. Uh, this is Peaches though, not Queen City. Peaches. Okay. I've actually, I actually have gone to both. Okay. Uh, me and me and a friend in college, we were low on funds but not completely broke. Right. So we decided to do a ratchet strip club tour of okay. Atlanta, mm-hmm. and funds allowed for two clubs. And the two clubs, we, <laughs> two clubs we went to were the Foxy Lady Lounge, mm. and which is now the Office. Really? They renamed it the Office. Which is clever. clever. It is clever. Have been inside to see if they really, you know, went into the marketing strategy and have like, you know, TPS reports due and <laughs> you know, uh, you know, strippers dancing like, you know, uh, the pencil skirts. That'd be something different, but I, I oh, doubt it. I doubt I, it. Yeah. But the name itself coming cool. from the what it was <laughs> the, the Fox Fox Lady Lady yes, Lounge. Yes, that was possibly one of the top three worst experiences in a strip club <laughs> I've ever I've ever had. Because depending on what you want, what your objective in a strip club is, sound like it could be a great time too. Depending who you ask, depending on who you ask, and depending on your standards. Because I've never sat down. We, me and me and my friends sat down, got a drink, got a dance. Yeah. Halfway through the dance, we looked at each other and said, "You ready to go?" We both agreed and then left. After the, we would let the dance finish. This is a lap dance, correct? Lap dance. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then went to Queen City, and where I proceeded to see a girl work the hardest I've ever seen anyone work for twenty dollars in my life. And that's 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 a good time. That's it's a great time. Where they have a different value of money at yeah. a strip club, 
is, is awesome. Um, I did go to Peaches. It's an interesting setup. It's a cash only bar. It is. It is um, but it was. It's. It's not. It's, it's, not, not, ba- it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad in there to they, be placed in the West End, and for what you think of the West End, and for those who don't know, the West End has been up and down over time. It is a. It has been a historically black neighborhood. It is contains. Excuse me. The the AUC schools. Um, Morehouse, Clark Spellman, Morris Brown, ITC. Damn, Morris Brown. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about, damn it, Morris Brown. That would have been a great, great experience. Um, So, it is a historically black neighborhood. You could tell at one point, if you even just look at the houses, you could tell at one point, oh, this was an affluent black neighborhood that has gone completely to shit. Now... As all neighborhoods that go completely to shit and that are usually lower income, it's being gentrified because it's... Great location. It's an amazing location. It's down the street from downtown. It has a lot of areas for development as far as like putting in shops and, and restaurants and, and soccer minute, parks. Yes. <laughs> you have easy access to MARTA, which is a benefit mm-hmm. of being in a low income area. Uh, you're five minutes away from four different highways. Um, yep. And uh, low traffic because a lot of people don't have morning jobs. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people use Marta. So, so convenient. that's the type of neighborhood we're talking about. And you can tell it's coming. And now, um, people are doing different types of development. Uh, Killer Mike has been doing stuff in the area. He's putting in a swag shop. I think he owns something else over here, too. In the West End? Yeah. He's putting a swag shop in the West End because he had to fight for that. I mean, sure. Uh,. They are gentrifying to the point where they have like ten breweries over there, mm-hmm. uh, with that whole West End corridor over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got right across from the train shops off Lee Road, you have that development was there mm-hmm. off Metropolitan. They're they're gonna take over all those warehouses, factories over there. So yep. um, it's coming, it's coming hard. Oh yeah, um, quick. And, so and what was the other thing that they? Oh, and the West End Mall is getting a Planet Fitness. That is a big deal. That is a huge deal. Well, I don't know if it's a big deal because Greenbrier also has one, but true. Um, it's a big deal for the West End area. But to go sure. from, I don't know of any gyms that are not like your errant hood nigga boxing gym over here. Right. That's true. That's that true. are in this area. So, right. like, I have a LA Fitness membership, fuck them niggas, and I'm going, <laughs> I have to go, LA Fit, I'll go into a whole other time with my LA Fitness issue that I've mm-hmm. had. Over the past couple months, being in Tampa, but that's a whole other set of issues. Right. Um, no, the Planet Fitness, what it's going to do, the community could do a lot. You know, you got a lot of people that older mm-hmm. live in that neighborhood for years. That's going to go to the gym. Uh, you got just jobs potentially. Yep. Um, you know, just a j- overall different look. To the, to, to the, the West End Mall, yeah. especially. Yep. And I did hear from through the grapevine because my one of my other friends gets his haircut in the West End Mall mm-hmm. still. Because I mean, it's easy to I, you, Atlanta. Weird. Once you find a barber, stick with that nigga. Yeah. Because there are some. I and I don't know. And maybe this is just my bad experience nope. or me coming from Philly is that there's a certain level of cut that you can expect in Philly. And unless you go to somebody who's fucked up, you're generally going to get a good haircut. Atlanta, I have gotten fucked up. Numerous occasions. I think, you know, Atlanta, there's a lot more black people here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not going to get that automatic TLC. 
It's gonna be. I got my regulars. You here? Yeah. Take it or leave it. And I, I can I can survive without you, nigga. Basically that vibe. Yeah. Um. I put my barber on Style Seat, which is everything you can schedule things online. Mm-hmm. Uh. And Venmo. So yeah. that's the reason why I uh. I you know I level up. You know I put on a different level. You know I show them how to move things, move around, and customer service levels different. You know. Yep. He knows when to talk and when not to talk. You know, he's, he's trained. He's a good trained uh, barber now. So um, that's that's why I keep him around because convenience. I, I enjoy, like, my barber is good people. And yeah. he works his ass off. Like, this dude offered to open the shop for me one time at 7 a.m. Because mm. I was like, because he was like, oh, I got to go do something for my kids. Right. So I got to leave a little bit early today. I can get you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Yeah. And he was like, and I was like, nah. My flight is still a little bit too early for that. Yeah, it's all good. But just knowing that he's he can't do to go that. Yeah, the extra mile. Plus, he he, I need to go visit him now. But I'm trying to hold out to my birthday. Yeah. Um. So so, we said all that to say <laughs> <laughs> that that soccer park is going to be something interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm interested to see what they because it is right across from that strip club. Right across from so those corner stores are now. Uh, Empty, so just people are just hanging out in front of that. Yeah, that's true. So you know, I don't Man, know. I miss Gutbusters. Mm-hmm. Gutbusters had used to have one of the best cheesesteaks, Philly cheesesteaks, outside of Philly in Atlanta that I could find. <laughs> there was a lot of qualifiers. Yeah, there, I was about to say, but understanding like o- open I'm, Monday through Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> and then they tried this wing place in there that kind of worked for a little while, but yeah. then closed. I don't understand. Yeah, I understand why no uh, business is like surviving there. It's well, got all the walking space. Anywho, um, another thing that's over there is actually a historic music venue. I would call it semi-historic. Okay. Um, I almost forgot. I almost called it Center Stage. It's not, but it's where the DC Go Go Party used to be every year. And um, it's back in that shopping center, but that brings us. Back, I did a whole lot to get us to our music topics. You talking about five nine five? No, 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 no. Five nine five. That's over here. Yeah, that's over here off North Side. They no, used to have five nine five is right there by. Uh, that's at, that's what's that Abernathy from the school? Yeah, it's just be right there, and then you turn in the, right by the CVS, car street from CVS on that street. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought but they took it. Was they took it down. Lead. Yeah. Cause they used to do the uh, Friday, yeah. All you can uh, open bar joints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a good. Time. That was legendary. That was good times. That was, woo. yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but in there and drinking, you listen to music. Mm-hmm. So on to our music topics for this week. Yeah, good transition there. <laughs> <laughs> Trying. I, I had to bend that around a lot. Um, so we have some new albums and we have some shenanigans. That have occurred this week from yep. Miss Nikki Minaj. Onika, whatever the hell her name is, Minaj. She has a new album. It's called Queen. It's a whole heap of tracks. I want to say it's 13, I it 17? It's probably like around the 16, 17. Did you, li- did you listen to them all? I did listen to them all. All of them? Every single one of them okay. in skits. Okay. <laughs> What are your thoughts? I I have I I have not listened to the full album. Okay. I uh, I skipped around a little bit and then I realized I don't like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's bad as fuck. 
<laughs> so, I mean, it's 19 songs. I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. Um, I knew it was long. And uh, I, have a, I have a high tolerance, you know, when it comes to bullshit. And, uh, you know, especially when it comes to artist bullshit. I have mm-hmm. a high tolerance. I've listened to Kanye. Uh, you know, Saha's been doing some fuck shit. I also listen to him. Um, so, you know, artist fuck shit, um, I have a high tolerance for. It's just the Nicki Minaj fuck shit. Just, just, she just embodies that woman that's in the club. Not, I, mean, I said woman. But the woman in the club who is just cute, attractive. It's got a little swag to her, but it's a shit ton of attitude that you don't want to talk to. You don't want to buy her a drink in the club. You know you buy her a drink, it's going to come with bullshit. And so when you hear her talk, that's the that's the, that's the the aroma that she brings off. It's just, just all of that. Yes. So I, could, I couldn't even I couldn't even listen. I, I, I feel you. I feel as though it doesn't bother me as much. I don't know why. But I actually feel like this was one of her better efforts, especially given that I haven't liked the singles that she's put out. Right. Chun-Li grew on me. I like Chun-Li. Um, Barbie Tings, I didn't like. Barbie Dreams? Barbie Tings. Tings. Was that the other single? I think so. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I don't. I definitely didn't like it because I I know which one you're talking about, and I did not go back to it. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was corny. I actually didn't like her verse on the was she on the original the booty or the booty remix? Probably the booty remix. Talking about with the uh, with the black youngster. Yes. Yes. I didn't like her verse particularly. Mm-hmm. I haven't liked any of the other features she's popped up on that much. The Aria Grande was a, a flop, yeah. uh, even for females. Um, there's another, I think she was on the Boot Up remix. Yeah, that wasn't that, that wasn't memorable. Um, it the just, only Boot Up remix I wanted was... T-Pain. Yep. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> um, but musically, like it was nothing that was like, yeah, I got to listen to this. Or I think even before the album dropped, she was thinking about pushing it back. Uh, because of a certain certain sample and you know uh, artist mm-hmm. that was on there, I looked on the track list, couldn't find anybody that was worth it. It was Foxy Brown, Eminem. I'm not checking for Eminem. I'm not not checking for Foxy either. Have you listened to the Eminem track though? No. So, I think I'm oh, sorry. I think I've heard the beat and I was like, I don't know. Okay, here's my thing. I'm not a big proponent of rappers rapping fast to rap fast. Right. And I feel like that's the category in the trap that Busta has fallen in Mm -hmm. is he's just stringing words together to go very quickly. Mm -hmm. M puts words together very fast. Yeah. And it still makes sense. For sure. And I appreciate that because he's flexing. I can do this shit because I feel like it. Oh yeah, no no one is d- disputing Eminem's talent ever. Like no, but who who wants to hear that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Eminem's good. I get it. Great. You know, I, I there's tons of rappers I like that I know aren't you know uh, gonna you know bust my speakers. I listen to Black Thought, and I'm you know I can have a great time listening to that. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to hear from Eminem. Eminem doesn't want to. Eminem doesn't want to make me dance. Eminem, Eminem doesn't want to make good music for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like look, listen to his album. That wasn't for us. Like you know what I mean? Like no, Eminem isn't isn't making good music right now. I don't think he's making that good of music, but I feel like 
it's good to have that skill set still. Oh no, for sure out there because. But for but for Nikki and where she's at her career, that's not the feature that we want. That's true. Like we not waiting on the Nikki and Eminem. Like, like to her in her mind, that may be like, yeah, boom, mm-hmm. I got Eminem song. Like <laughs> no, no one else is like thirsty for the Eminem feature anymore. No, like no one's like, yeah, you got Eminem album, you rapping with him? Like, good, what do you do? Know, this ain't Prime M. This isn't really Prime M. Eminem. Two things though, it's not Prime M, and it's you know Nicki Minaj is not rapping on the same level right. as an Eminem is going to rap. Right. Like when you were excited to hear M and J. In um yes, because that was their prime. Because it that was, was both their prime, and the the beat was good. Like it yes. it, it flowed better. Now we're at Nikki, where she's at a certain part of her career. Eminem is far over hill on his career, so you're getting the the the, the sympathy verse from mm-hmm. Eminem, and like, it's not it's not like they're both like going head to head. Like get get the hardest niggas out right now. Like it'd be cool for a Nikki and J Cole verse. That'd be really dope. That would be dope. In terms of even the topic alone, like yeah, just whatever the topic ended up being. A, a Nikki Kendrick. Like why if, if we're gonna do this, we need to do it current. Like mm-hmm. you know maybe a Nikki fifty. Like you know you know something something like do that. They rock with each other. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, it's a Queens thing. They can work it out. You know, but. <laughs> Somebody um, knows somebody cousin. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> some, some cousins some, can work that shit some, out. Some drug dealer and uh, <laughs> in, in Mafia Connect is going to make that work. But um, regardless, like that Eminem feature, again, if that's, I don't know, I don't, I even confirm who she was talking about when she did the sample. Maybe it was Foxy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that, that didn't move me at all. Well, but. and I liked, I kind of liked the weekend track. Okay. I feel like her. Speaking of current, I feel like her and Sway Lee. So I feel maybe I have a soft spot because I like them niggas. Uh, uh, Sway Lee and uh, uh, Ray Shomer. Yes. No, they're talented as fuck. They're talented, and we're I feel like talented. I feel like they're just living the young life, and I appreciate them doing just going around being young and doing reckless shit. Small tangent though, uh, they are the current crisscross. Exactly. They, they are 100 Crisscross died for their sins. <laughs> like, Crisscross died for, which is unfortunate because one of them actually did die. Sorry. But as a group, Crisscross didn't make it for uh, Ray Sherman to, to survive. I mean, they got the same producer uh, tandem with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Mike Will and Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree for Crisscross. And then, of course, two of them kind of, uh, their music style and youth embrace is definitely resemblance of that. So I also feel like part of that though was Travis Scott had to die for for Ray Schrammer to be to, to, Tra- to Travis be fully Travis Scott is is our gener- is is this generation's Dr. Dre and I'm just gonna leave that not, there. Not Travis Scott. Not that's not what I'm saying. Roscoe Dash? No. Even though I'm fucking, <laughs> I haven't People I, don't appreciate Roscoe Dash the way they should, in my opinion. No, he, they should. <laughs> those those cadences and notes that he was took the wrist on. Yes, and and the way he f- finessed that auto tune. I mean Travis Porter, not Travis Scott. Oh, thank you. I, feel I was about like, to say. I was like, I can't agree with that. Man, no, no, man. no, no, no. As you shouldn't. I mean, fucking Travis Porter. That's a good point. Because I feel like they they, they were the on door that. Yeah. and were on there, and then just fell off for some reason. No, see, they they or broke. Maybe they came too early. No. They 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 fucked up. So they did the kind of they were the Migos before the Migos, mm-hmm. not it, basically literally. And then they broke off individually before they got too hot. So uh, then they had the this, they all had separate mixtapes. Um, Scrap one of them once wanted to go the blood gangster route, and you know you that's a dead end. 
Yeah. And then you have <laughs> then the all of them, the other two want to be kind of weird, like the tall, dark skin, I think his name Black Bow, whatever his name mm-hmm. is. He wanted to be a uh, hipster kind of, so mm-hmm. it was just like all over the place, and they didn't have the right foundation to do that. Yep. Like we just were just learning to, you know, we were getting you back into maybe the two live crew, but then y'all broke up and started doing, you know, different identities. Hard for us to follow up with you, but for sure, Travis Porter was the shit at the time. But and they they had hits. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at them, but it's just yeah. I feel like they opened the door, and then and then I I think we also got to look back and see how talented these niggas are too. Yeah, they are. So like, I mean, like Travis Porter, they're talented in terms of their voice and the way they can make songs. Uh, but are they more talented amigos? Looking back, no. You know, uh, Quavo just dropped those three songs. Mm-hmm. All of them are fire. Um, the Lamb Talk, the Working Out, mm-hmm. Take Working It, or whatever it is, and the uh, Bubblegum Rap. All those shits are fire. And just accidentally just throw them out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they're they're good. Um, I also, I'm happy. I, and one thing I want to defend about the Migos that they get wrapped into the mumble rap category a lot, no. which I don't believe at all that they should be. Like, they they have their own... It's a very simple pattern, to yeah. be honest. It's a simple cadence. It's a simple pattern, but based it's off, theirs. Based off 3-6, too, though. Yeah, very um, much so based off 3-6. Um, and luckily for them, they match to the point where they have lyrics or enough lyrics, but they mm-hmm. also... The cadences itself is what really brings you in, and, and the flows is what bring you in. Yep. Um, and it's not forced. Like they're not forcing it. They're not trying to sound like anything else. They get good producers or the beats that they like, and they go. And they all Offset is killing it right now mm-hmm. individually. And but it's it's not like oh Offset's going solo. It's like Offset is doing a song, yep. and he can easily come back and do Migos. And but. it's it's interesting that they made it a point of saying oh. Yeah, niggas is doing their own thing, but it's not like we're not break. Yeah, we're not breaking up. Yeah, yeah. And they made it a point of stamping that home yeah. at all times. Which no. I had to think about them the other day, and we're gonna get back to Nikki in a second yeah. because Quavo's some person that's actually mentioned in a song that we haven't talked about yet, which is oh, yeah. Barbie Dreams, right? Um, but they, it's a little. How old are they apart? And I maybe need to look this up because it's an uncle and then his two nephews. Which no, it's. It's cousin, uncle, and then nephew. That's still weird to me. I couldn't imagine, and maybe, and this is because of the age difference between me and my nieces, because my nieces right now are 23, 22, um, 23, 22, 19, and almost a year. Okay. And spaced out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I got two nephews, too, who are in the middle. Um, they. I couldn't imagine with those two oldest ones starting to rap. Like but, it just oh, seems you, weird to you me. You guys said the, the age. I think one of them is like maybe what five years younger. So okay, Quavo, that's a, that's Quavo, Offset are like cousins. So that, of course it'd be the same age range. Mm-hmm. And then you'll take off a little, little bit younger. I mean, not, <laughs> not that much younger. You know, it happens. You know, especially in the hood. You know, this is true. Very believable. Very believable. Um. Okay. But so, yeah, to even backtrack back from Migos, yeah. but. Sway Lee, extremely talented guy. And that's what I think separates um, Ray Sherman from different groups is that Sway Lee really is a talented singer. Mm-hmm. Um, Slim Jimmy doesn't get enough credit for what, what he's doing, but they're, they're extremely talented. They're extremely talented and fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And 
on this Nicki Minaj album, and I feel like he probably took. I haven't looked at like the producer credits or anything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he had influence in the song that he's on. They they write so back to the song they did French Montana, Unforgivable, which is a huge song of last year. They had they had that song already written without French Montana. Like that song's done. It wasn't like it comes to them and Bland is like, nah, we got hits. Mm-hmm. We got hits on deck. Yeah. You want one? You got paid a certain five, which. First Montana paid out his pocket, which shouts out to Bad Boy, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> you know what's funny about Bad Boy yeah. is that you forget, you know, you never forget about Bad Boy, but then all of a sudden you'll have a hit song and then you'll hear somebody say something about Bad Boy in it and you're like, damn, it's been 30 goddamn years and y'all still doing shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's lucky because Diddy's doing other shit, and he mm-hmm. can always pull back and say bad boy. But honestly, he's not as active no, as like a LeBron Nation or something like that. You know what I mean? But um, still or Cash Money, you know, it's all the same. Yeah. You know, as long as you got the same foundation, you can pull a piece and say, "Hey, boom! Don't forget that we've been here for for like thirty years." Yeah. Um, so the big splash that was messier. Um, Barbie Dreams. Yep. Which she says a lot of inflammatory things and links it all together by using the beat for just playing. Um, so when by I, Notorious B.I.G. When I first heard it, I was unbothered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't surprised or anything like that. Just because it was like it's like a, a corny, updated version of Just Dreaming. Mm-hmm. Just Dreaming. Um, and I feel like just because in her mind, again, just off the Eminem feature, off of the Fox Brown that she thinks she embodies herself as, you know, the hip hop top female rapper. So she's mm-hmm. got to do certain things because of that. So she's got to do the Biggie songs. She's got to do whatever. But to me, it's just it just doesn't connect because they don't really fuck with her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like you make yourself such a sexual object that that stuff makes it become believable. Like, who the fuck thinks Biggie is going to fuck all these people in this in this on his song mm-hmm. but Nikki, you've made yourself to look like and act like those things can be believable so it's not even and you bring up personal stuff like you know the the meek shit and other stuff yeah. and you know young thug dressing like a in a dress like it's kind of like how to rob almost but it's sexual so it's, it's a lot of different things to put together and it's like just a bad shot like it's a bad shot especially after it's even worse of a look after the week she's had. Yeah. The week Safari week and a half shit. with with her just going on all these media platforms on the Twitter. Yeah. And now going back and forth with Safari. Um Tiger caught Poor Tiger. Ty- Tiger's having a great year I'll by the way. A surprisingly never say poor Tiger. <laughs> I cannot look. I'm on record as the greatest night Second greatest night of Twitter in my life was rappers better than Tiger. My tweet stream. If I if he doesn't fade me on site, then I don't respect him. He should straight knock me the fuck out, and I'm not scared of him at all. You, you should probably be scared of his people that are around him, but um, not, Tiger himself maybe not. But <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean Tiger was had the song with Taste, which is slowly you know a good song with Offset. Um, he for somebody to go as much fuck shit as he's been through, he's had a quiet, successful rapper rapper year this year for somebody to overcome his shit. And then all this comes is like, damn, like <laughs> I'm just on the crib, and then I got I'm getting I'm getting my royalty checks from this nice little single I got, and then 
<laughs> caught shots out of Damn, nowhere. Damn, Nikki, like we used to be cool. We I'm were in your money together. Like I'm shit. There was. I have a theory about Tiger. Everything he touches turns to shit, with one exception. Kylie. Exactly. <laughs> and I, that's how you know that the Kardashians have a pact with the devil. But that's not the point. The point <laughs> is, <laughs> everything he touches turns to shit. Because even with the success of his single, yeah. co-starring who? Offset. What happened to Offset? A week after his child was born. Okay. Look, Offset's been... Offset, I mean, looking at Offset's background, he's just coming up anyway. <laughs> you know, so you're saying I, was due for the rest. Yeah, I was like, like Offset's been out for a while, which we're all happy for. But you know, looking at his resume and things he's been through, shit, it was like all three of them got arrested. What in Georgia, uh, Georgia Southern? Yep, he's the only one I was there for like months. <laughs> like, dog, he brought us out, but you. But and when did it happen? When he did a song with Tiger? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Everything he touches. The the tiger curse that we might start that. The tiger curse. See how that I, goes. Hey, look at look at what all of Cash Money and Young Money are going through right now. First off, nobody on Young Money is doing anything except for Drake and Nikki. I mean that was always the case. That was pretty much always the case. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts out to Drake. Jay Mills and uh what's <laughs> oh, the other nigga? Uh Jay Mills. What's the little gutta nigga? Gutta gutta. I feel like little twist. Little gutta gutta was always gonna make it. Little twist. That nigga was was he fucking like he's fucking Miss Twerk some and then like he got, <laughs> then he was with little Justin Bieber it was it got weird he got ripped got it got Miami they, should, they and weird. then they signed Chanel West Coast yeah that was a it's a bad mistake I mean I don't I don't know at that point what what's what, what's going on with Wayne but that's a whole different that's a podcast in itself with the life and times of Lil Wayne uh, over the past like three years what is going on so hey. What what I'm we allowed you. to do for Lil Wayne? I'm telling, <laughs> I'm telling you. It's how just, many how many passes can we give Lil Wayne? Honestly, I don't know. And are you even? I don't even people know or are even excited about nah, Carter Five anymore. If if you are, then Carter, you, then you're just yeah. you're just sheep. If you're waiting for if you're waiting for Carter Five, think it's about to be good. You're you're a sheep. Look yourself in the mirror <laughs> and see what. But, so what were we talking about? We were talking, we were talking about <laughs> Nikki, Nikki's album. Nikki's, Nikki's album. Because she came at, at Safari because, of course, it, it, it brought... I don't know who brought it back up. I thought it was at uh, on with Flex. So, yeah, but at the Flex interview... When um, did they come back cool? That's the thing about Nicki Minaj. It's like, it's, nothing's genuine. That's exactly... That's the problem. That's why I can't really listen to this album because it's like, it's formatted. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when I look at Cardi's album, it's industry formatted. Like, it's got the chant song. It's got, you know, the replica of your hit song again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the R&B song. It's formulated like in, like in, like in Atlantic Records shouldn't make an album. Yep. When I look at Nicki Minaj's, it's not, at this point in your career, and you're taking chances, these aren't chances you want to take. Like, no matter what you say about Drake, no matter what you say about any major R.J. Cole, Kendrick, you can talk to them directly and say all the fuck shit they're going through. But at the end of the day, they can stand up and say, this album is for, from my heart. It's something that I want to do. This is my talent. This is my emotion. This is what I feel. Nikki went through a lot. Her fucking brother's in jail for some sexual shit. Motherfuckers are dissing her. There's a lot of shit going on in Nikki's life. Broke up with Meek, you know. Burgo with Nas or dating Nas or whatever they got a new song that's terrible, but it's what 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 we're getting from this album from that. Where's your personal? Where's your connection with that? You may have this little Twitter rant about how you know sex workers and things listen to your music and how that's not how you want them to be portrayed. Where's that? Like where's all these important things that relate to you 
on this album. Instead, she's trying to, hate to say it, clout chase and try to get this number one, you know, female rapper crown. But it's just like, we don't really need Nicki anymore. We, we have Rhapsody and I have Cardi B. That's all I need from females. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, and then Nicki's just in, like, I, she's not even in between. She's just, just extra, extra shit. The safari shit was just unnecessary. Like, because I'm going back and forth about and how like, her paying, like, airing out all their relationships. Safari business. isn't even the most recent guy. No. All this shit is to be over and, I feel and done like with. That's why she didn't, because Meek is on an upswing right now. He's on us, but he's but he's not he's not gonna take that bait. Exactly. He's got other shit to deal. He's no, got real worry about. He can he's going back to jail. He like has, no one's talking about back, that. He can go back to jail at any moment. He he. I think he is going back to jail. I think it's like. <laughs> I think he <laughs> need to start realizing that that he's going back to jail like soon. And ridiculously so because just I for, I forget I think it was either a Rolling Stone or somebody somewhere else article. That does an in-depth dive of why he actually keeps going back to jail. Mm. And it's the most ludicrous shit you ever heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the the cop pulled him up. It's a cop who set him up or typically sets up young guys. And uh, instead of giving him the time, they gave him 10 years of probation. Which, you know, on probation, it's ridiculous to kind of stay out of jail. For 10 for, years. For living in a bad neighborhood where police are always on you and you exactly. have nothing else to do. So. And you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. So. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, just to put a button on Nikki, well, you, you made, a good, you made it a, a, the, the point I think we needed to drive home. And that's that she doesn't seem authentic. Mm-mm. On that flip side, I don't feel like the music's that bad. Am I going to continue to listen to it? No, because I don't continue to listen to any Nicki Minaj song with the exception of Truffle Butter. Truffle Butter. Truffle Butter is about shit. I don't give a fuck. And I I don't I don't want to be a Nicki song. I don't think it's a Nicki song. (laughs) Drake and Drake and Lil Wayne on there too. They 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 murder it. And they and that beat beats amazing. But the and I have a special connection because of a very very drunk party bus that 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 was amazing. Um. Because the night is still young. Okay. All right. I, I, I feel that. like that was probably one her best album for content at least. Well, she only has two albums. This is true. <laughs> Jeez, That's bro. another point too that we have to drive home with the neat with me like- and all these motherfuckers with with bullshit. Kanye Kanye can give you Kanye has leeway because he has catalog mm-hmm. like with the R Kelly and the Michael Michael Jackson. You can be oh well they made Thriller you made I could be like a fly mm-hmm. you got to have a cushion. Nikki Meek. A lot of these motherfuckers don't have that catalog to where I can say, hey, that's cool. You can do the fuck shit. You, I can, you know, you, you don't have it. Sorry. I can't say Roman's Revenge. She made Roman's Revenge. No, bitch. Like, that's not enough. <laughs> that's not enough. enough of this fuck shit. Oh, and that wasn't that an extension of the, of the pink Shit, I could even say Cardi B, man. She made Bodak Yellow. Like, that, that kind of rides. That kind of is a big enough song where you'd be like, you know what? She didn't make Bodak Yellow. I don't think Nicki has that. Um, was it Spaceships? Or Starships? Whatever was, that shit is? That shit. That was such a pop record, though. That's the, Let me look at Nicki's catalog. Yeah. You know what's been weird for me is, is judging people. If I want to get introduced to an artist real quick, and maybe this is just a shout out to Apple Music. Every artist on Apple Music has an essentials playlist. Yeah. Especially if they have more than one body of work. So, 
I, I, no, you know what? It's not a moment. It's not the the nice thing. It's a moment for life. Oh, it's Drake. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that don't count. It's a Drake song. <laughs> I felt like that was on his album. No, like no, 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 no. It was hers. Well, that's a Drake song to me. Definitely. Um, like, what Drake, what Nicki song do you like with just Nicki? Hmm. I'm looking at her, the best of Nicki, and you're 100% right. Like, you know what I mean? I like, um, shit, they put Monster on here? Like, yeah, on this, like, you know what I mean? Like, that. Starships, Bees in the Trap. I like Two Chains Best on there. Ass, yeah. Nicki, like, Feeling Myself with Beyonce. Super Bass, maybe, you know, if you're in that. Yeah, but still, once again, those are those are pop songs. So and this this bullshit with with uh, six nine, ugh. I I don't mind it. I I cannot fathom myself supporting him in any shape, form, or fashion. Support it. Did you listen to X Triple X Tentacion? At first, yes. Okay. And I did enjoy the the original the first what was it EP mixtape mm-hmm. with uh, what's his big song uh, the the one that's super distorted. Oh, I know you're talking about. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but um, his last album was really good, really, really good. I, I, the biggest problem I have with with, look at me, um, look at me is a song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the problem I have, once I got the laundry list of what he was charged with, yeah, I couldn't, just couldn't, couldn't support it. Now, and it, and it wasn't like, it was bad argument and this is not to excuse and motherfuckers if y'all come for me i swear to god i will will meet y'all at the corner north side and mok and fight every one of you individually i am not okaying domestic violence in any way shape form or fashion but it's not like this was an argument and he hit his woman out of anger or anything self-defense what have you right and he went to jail for it. It was multiple women. times and multiple women. Nah, bro. Like, and listen, I, I can't, I can't argue with that. And I rather people do that up front and not be like, well, I don't fuck with it, but I do like the music. So I rather appreciate well, that the, than anything else. Um, now I didn't even, pay, I didn't know about it. I didn't pay attention to mm-hmm. it, so I can't even, you know, say that. Well, but I, I think. The type of music that he was making gets overlooked. Same thing with Six Nine. Six Nine makes good music because no one else is making that music. Like he's got the niggas scream at the intro. He's got the hard intro beats that he's winning because I like it because no one else is doing it. Like no one, no one else is making that type of music because it ain't it ain't him. He ain't got talent. He'll tell himself you get an interview with Angie Martinez. Like he ain't he don't know how to rap. He don't know how to do that. But there's nothing special about Six Nine. But no, there's an avenue that, for that him for to do that. Yeah, so I don't really like Six Nine. I just like the fact that he's making that type of music that no one else is making. That's not out there. You know, it'd be great if Walker came back and fucked everybody up. Walker put out, Walker put out a great mixtape. The niggas forgot about this year. He did. It was a great mixtape. It's not the music. Um, it's with him and, uh, um, yeah. It's a it's a dope mixtape. It's it's back to what what you want from Waka. Okay, and, I'm here for that. And quietly, Waka created that whole lane, and all the producers are underneath him or yep. were underneath him. Good move. Uh, Lex Luger, Lex Luger, yep. 
Um, Southside, which, I mean, I don't know if he's got still under contract with him, but those are influential produ- producers of the time period. TM88 TM all came through Waka. So yep. um, even though he was under Gucci, he was still, you know, managing those, those things. So um, congratulations to him. And so, But I the reason why I knew about X's issues was um, – I went on a South Florida kick for a while because I, I just Denzel kept Curry. These, hell yes. Yep. Denzel Curry is the, he wouldn't he kind of brought me into it, mm-hmm. but I also I kept seeing these articles and one of them jumped out the window. It may have been on Pitchfork or something. Um, comparing what was going on with the rappers in South Florida to the punk movement. Okay. And the punk rock movement of what was at the late seventies, early eighties. Okay. And I was like, okay, y'all jumped out the window with a comparison, but I see what you're saying. It's right. it's something. Mm-hmm. There's something there. So I, I went down the list and started listening to a couple of these dudes. Denzel Curry is the one I landed on. For sure. He's he's a fucking beast. He's talented. Um and his album was really good. I think the rollout for that wasn't as good as it should have been. You're talking um, about the most recent one? Yes. Okay, I haven't listened to the most recent okay. one yet. But um, it's it rolled out in three different parts, which That's is a marketing nightmare. Yeah. Um, but once you listen to all pieces, it sounds amazing. Uh, it's got a couple songs with, it's got a song with Gold Link. He's got um, some some. He's got he shows with a lot of different range. So um, definitely check that out. It's it's a contender. It's probably number ten or eleven for album of the year. But it's it's okay. a very very good album. I'm saying. And- like I, like you said, he's yeah. super talented, yeah. and everybody. The way I introduce everybody to him is the same way that I got introduced to him. Basically, was the ultimate, mm-hmm. mm. which everybody knows from every other Vine star that used ultimate to to yeah. make a point. And so, I enjoy that. So, just to kind of wrap up, uh, we talked. We 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 put the button on Nikki, mm-hmm. but um. What so I'm gonna ask you a couple of music questions, just not as, as intense as the rapid fire from last week. Okay. But one, uh, what are you listening to right now? What's kind of been in your playlist, um, or any new songs or albums that have popped up on your radar? Cool. Um, so obviously, white rapper from Louisville, um, signed to Generation Now, which is DJ Drama's label. I've heard about him before. Um, again, he's from Louisville. Um, he had a song, a single called Sundown, produced by Pharrell. Um, Wait, what's his name? Is his name White Rapper? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, let me get this right. I think it's Luke something. Hold on, it's loading. Um, his album just came out last week. Um, Jack Harlow. Okay. Uh, I can say Sign of Generation Now, Atlantic Records. Um, from Louisville, white guy. First, first song on the album, Sundown, is produced by Pharrell. Um, it's got a kind of a chill vibe. Songs on there with with Sci High, um, K Camp. Um, so it's I a, feel it, like K Camp's underrated too. K Camp is very underrated, but that's that's marketing for him though. I mean, yeah. He he didn't kind of carve out that lane like he should have. Um, Reese Lafleur. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Two Nine here in Atlanta, that music collective um, with uh, what's that guy's name, Fat Man or some or Fat some whatever his name is. Uh, but Reese Flair, um, dope artist. Um, he's actually pretty heavy in the fashion scene, fashion skateboarding scene. Um, cool with you know Young Thug and, and uh, Ty Dolla Sign, Pusha T, Gunner, all on the album. 
um really really decent album uh and and that's pretty much it for this week uh i've listened to trippy red last week young nutty trip trippy red i had to work hard to listen to it so the first half of it's kind of on some i don't know like uh kind of like grunge r&b kind of at the beginning um, it's kind of that weird Midwest kind of airy singing kind of with a lot of guitar, a lot of guitar. Um, the second half of the album, he gets into his little, his, his bag. He's got a great singing voice. That's, that's where it is for him. Um, as a rapper, um, Toby Lou, uh, from Chicago, um, dope kind of backpack rap rapper, uh, from Chicago, which is always good to hear. Um, and of course the Mac Miller money bag yell that we spoke about last week still still in heavy rotation. So, okay. um, for me, I have gone like I don't know. I've been kind of in a mood this summer, which has been tr- trying to keep an upbeat mood this summer. One, <laughs> this little Duval fucking song is it's fire. Fire. He has just been he's done the music stuff before, but this one he actually has a hit. And Smash it. is killing it, and it's hilarious. It's it's enjoyable, and it's enjoyable to listen to, and it's funny to to enjoy listening to too. The formula in itself, that beat with Snoop on it, oh yeah, and that that cadence is it's a it's just gonna be a smash. Um, someone that I don't I don't know how old this song is, and I don't know where they came from. Says from 2018, I hopped in an Uber. The other day, mm-hmm. and this is my first time hearing about him. Maybe I'm late to the party, but have you heard of Radiant Children? Excuse me, Radiant Children. No, they have a song called "Life's a Bitch." Radiant Children. Yes, one word. No, two words. Okay. And uh, Shazam the hell out of it as soon as I heard it because it was a very chill kind of like laid back but truthful song. Mm-hmm. Really dope. And so that's been on my playlist for a while. Okay. And I have a soft spot. Excuse me. I have a soft spot. And I don't know why this is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because of the timing of of her coming into popularity. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I want Sierra to win. But I do. And even though this song that she has out is a complete rip. of, And hopefully they got some money for it. No, no, I think... Or produced it or something. It's a win for, you know, both parties. <laughs> but the level up challenge, just seeing different people do it, is enjoyable to me. I enjoy the song still. I, that's the music I want Sierra to do. I, I know, for sure. For doing sure. love ballads. For sure. I want her doing dance music. Oh, she can't anymore, because Future's not there. <laughs> so, that's the only time she's making good love ballads is when Future's writing This is true. And Future and the Dream. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hell of a combination for you not to have more more, more songs hits. out of it. Yeah, but I I want her to win for whatever reason. I see what you're saying. And I, I think I it's do. because I watch so many people hate on her. Yeah, and I like she. I had her album, her original album, on my dorm room wall. Yeah, and I, I just want her to win. I appreciate that she did this, and that's what I want to do. I want her to dance. I want her to make dance music. Yeah, and. She can model for all I care. I don't care. I think I think I, I see your point. At first, I was a little re- re- reluctant to jump on that bandwagon, uh-huh. but I, I, after thinking about it, I think she grew so fast and was she was number one, number two R and B artist for a couple years, 
And then the fizzle wasn't strong enough. So I feel like she, she owes me more. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I want more, you know? Um, so her fizzle wasn't strong enough for me to be like, I'm done with you, Sierra. So yeah, I, I want to see, I want to see more, more Sierra in, in that bag though. I don't want to see her doing nothing. I want her, I want a full dance album. That's it. I don't want any love songs. I don't want to hear any Russell Wilson love jams on there. I just want you dancing and that's it. You know what? I'll give her one dedicated to her child. Nah, cause that's or Future's her- kid and Future make enough songs. Didn't she just have another one? Am I drunk? Damn. All right. Whatever. Well, the only one that's the, the, the only the only she did she did, okay. but the only one we care about is the more future. <laughs> so, um, okay, I need a real nigga's perspective on this. Yes, please. Glad to be here. Twenty eighteen VMAs are tomorrow. Are you watching it? No, not a piece no, of it. No, not a piece not of a, it. Not a, uh, I didn't watch it last year. I don't think I did. I watched that much of it last year. First of all, let's these niggas aren't doing putting on good shows. Let's be real. This is true. Second of all, these niggas don't re- like MTV gave up on TV. I don't know, you know, if you realize anybody else realize it, but you, you mean music? No, on TV. Period. TV. Period. They they have not put out a good television show in years. An original television show that has some that besides reality TV, like a good television show. You don't. Okay. Because back in yes. the day, they yes. they had what well, they had Daria. They had they actually had legit TV shows and even at some some point real world, um, those are revolutionary show? shows that they're putting out. All them little dating shows they tried. Do you remember a show by the name of Undressed? Yes. Okay. I loved Undressed. I just had to make sure Undressed wasn't a fever dream because I don't hear anybody no. talk about it. But well, because it, it it was always on late at night. It was, it was a on sex super show. late. It was it was, it was about I mean, sex. It was it was definitely like before you. I mean, it was before internet, so it was like shit. You know, if you eight, nine, ten, or you know, if you're a teenager, shit, that was great. It was it was sex. Like it was it was, yeah. it, was it had a good storyline too. Good actresses that look good. If that's available anywhere. Probably because I know Daria is back. But I don't know how many seasons it, had, it came out of. I want to say it was. Like it, it couldn't have been two more than two. Yeah, I was about to say two, two or, seasons, two or three at yeah. most. Um, late night MTV is what kind of got me into anime, believe it or not, because Eon sure. Flux. Yep, in, which turned into a terrible movie. But <laughs> regardless, though, they yeah. tried. They were doing revolution. They were more so a part of the current teenage twenty five. Well, fifteen the. 30 age range yeah. of TV. And now they just don't give a fuck. There's this new different, you know, teen Re- moms. Reincarnations are the same thing. Catfish. Like, that's just, they're not even literally trying anymore. So. And oh, they Catfish don't, they, was new for its time. Yeah. I feel like Catfish hit at the right time. because mm-hmm. And now it's like, I don't honestly believe how are people still getting catfished in 2018 after this show's been out for so long. Right. But people are um, dumb. I. And I will say my guilty pleasure against all guilty pleasures is fucking um, Jersey Shore. Yep. The reason why I like Jersey Shore reminds me of my high school with a lot more alcohol. <laughs> I grew, no, I dead ass my my the, the. Oh yeah, you're from over there. Yeah, yeah I'm from right yeah. outside of Philly. Yeah, this is you, um, you know those type of characters. I know those type of characters. My my I I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. All my friends were Italian and black, mm-hmm. and one Chinese guy. And he's still fucking awesome, but <laughs> you, you can't um, you can't uncool the black Chinese guy. Exactly. Well, <laughs> he was just Chinese. I'm saying, but he's black oh, in terms of culture. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Um, and so he, so that's why I was like, I identify because as extra as those characters are, there's shades of actual in them. 
Right. And that's yeah. why I enjoy Jersey Shore. But you're 100 percent right. Um, so they don't they don't they don't deserve my attendance. They they wouldn't know how to put on a good VMA. I, I'm I'm always interested in performances for sure because you know nothing crazy is going to happen because even their their tagline now is oh everything can happen and I'm like but like that y'all said, are pushing yeah y'all said it up. all that shit was accidental because motherfuckers still be office anyway mm-hmm. and now they would just show up the VMAs casual but it's like anything could happen then. But yeah. now that's not gonna happen. No. Like you're gonna try to set it up, or yeah. And, and now, just, the, and now it this feels set, Now they're setting up the Cardi shit because mm-hmm. she's opening it up and talking about Nikki. So they just being real, real thirsty. Yep, I'm surprised. Well, that that must be a good check because Cardi canceled everything else. Yeah. I mean, for because she's she she pulled out of the Bruno Mars tour. Mm-hmm. She pulled out of well, one the music baby. fest. Yeah. Um. She pulled. She pulled out a lot of stuff, but didn't pull out the VMA. The VMA. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, if you're Atlantic Records, like you're gonna tell her to say no to that. I mean, that's still yeah. TV. That's still gonna get you a good relationship on TV. And it's less of a commitment. Like it's yeah. one performance, and it's a you're setup, back where you're and it's safe, right? You yeah. know, you can edit it out, or you can do whatever. It's a lot more safer than a show. Um. So keeping in line with the the TV theme, um, and I don't think we talked about this beforehand. You know what? My f- recent favorite television show has been, and I may have said it last week or mm-hmm. another time, but Live PD has been my shit. Live PD. That's the, uh, who's in that? It is, it is uh, unscripted. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It is a reality show, mm-hmm. but take for a second, imagine cops. Mm-hmm. Now, make it three hours. <laughs> instead of a half hour okay, and make it live and what they do is they follow usually between five and eight mm-hmm. police officers in different counties excuse me across the country mm-hmm. all at the same time mm. and so when one person has a traffic stop or a call over here they can focus on them and then excuse me and then switch to somebody else hmm. during that three hours what a what channel is on? This is on Annie. Mm. It has become a... You can tell it's become a big hit because mm. it has spawned three other... Three other shows. On A&E? On A&E and one on Lifetime. Mm. Because they they did... First, it started with Live PD. Right. Now they have Live PD that kind of covers um, cops d- during the week. <laughs> like their best call it's it's basically they the highlight cops yeah. it's the highlights yeah. um they created women on patrol and that goes on lifetime mm. which is basically they follow women female, women officers yeah that's a, uh, that's a lifetime move right there yep yep and then there's another one cuz they have they have during live PD during those 3 hours they have three hosts they have an A mic and two and then one guy who's um probably like a former cop former cop yeah. two it's two former cops one of them who um, used to be in like special investigations or something, and it's a it's two white guys and a black guy, mm-hmm. and the, the black guy and the white guy who are the co-hosts got their own shows, and then the Lifetime I don't know who I don't think there's a host host for the Lifetime show right. I think they just follow from person to person. Okay. So the it's it's extremely interesting, mm-hmm. and as much as there's pressure on the whole relationship between black people and the cops, it gives a, a, a view. Do I think it's partly an edited view? Yes. 
Yes. Do I think they heavily vetted the cops that they're following to make sure that they're cops that are doing stuff by the book? Hell yes. Yes. And it's what one thing it has made me realize is that everybody has weed or heroin <laughs> on them at all times, and they all use it in the car. <laughs> Two, 80% of things that cops deal with are just people doing dumb shit. And then the twenty percent is actually really, really dangerous. Yeah. Um, which, which adds to the the composite of a fucking cop. So when you tell them, "Hey, act this way or do this certain things," like, "Nah, you're not seeing my day to day." Like, I gotta yeah. deal with this fuck shit of stupid shit, and then other shits like I might die. Yeah. And then a combination of both, I might die for somebody doing some stupid shit. Exactly. And it 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 reveals a number of things like yes they deal with some extremely dangerous situations in fact i was before you came over i was watching mm-hmm. um last night's episode that i just threw on on record and they there was a guy who was on something mm-hmm. they have not figured out what it was yet mm-hmm. and he had threatened somebody with a gun <laughs> ran from the like led the cops on a chase right held up in the back of his brother's house that he was staying at and while they're sitting there talking to him he throws something metal at them and they didn't know whether it was a bomb Mom. or grenade something yeah. they all tackle him no they got the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> they got the fuck out and then eventually once they, the brother got there to talk him down they moved in and still ended up having to tase him and he was still fighting them after they tased him and had to end up just was he white no he was hispanic okay um but they do post up in counties that have a high significance of of white people doing dumb shit which is good one of them being pasco county florida which is i work in tampa Mm -hmm. it's north of tampa and apparently very meth heavy so yeah i I... (laughs) they're also in gwinnett county georgia well I mean that's not the meth area, but uh, A and E, A and E is loves the meth culture, mm-hmm. as with Breaking Bad and damn near Walking Dead, is damn near meth culture too. So uh, I don't know, they got the little niche in, in the meth world. You know what scares the shit out of me? Synthetic marijuana. That's scary too. Uh, I mean, anything's laced now. This is why you gotta you gotta be cool with your drug dealer. Like you gotta <laughs> you gotta understand. Like, hey, listen. I'm, you know, how's your day going? Like, how's life? How's the family? How's the kids? Not, not the, you know, Pineapple Express. I want to sit down and chill with you. Mm-hmm. But I just want to be like, hey, you know, hey, I, if if you kill me, like, you know, you missing out <laughs> on a potential person that cared about you. I'm a nice guy. Like, don't. Hey, let's just do a little bit together. You know, because <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you know, drug dealers know. They know, like, hey, my guy's giving me some new shit that he's trying out, or hey, you know. Uh, I'm doing some new shit. If he's not willing to try with you or you can't have a full conversation with a drug dealer, be ready. Not that anybody at the Virtual Dotness Podcast partakes in any type nope, of drugs. we don't. Or chicanery, but, but they're not legal in the state in which we reside. <laughs> but, for, but, but just just a word of mouth from, you know, just being observant of, you know, potential things. Just, you know, common sense. Common sense. This shit is just scary to me because just seeing... That shit just go left, and meth is also a scary thing because you just see it take people. Meth has always been scary, but just to see that people make progression from pills to meth, and 
another thing people please realize that lean is also the same category yeah is it yes it is an opioid is it's completely yeah. from the same stem and category of drug but is it isn't this cough medicine just abuse yeah but it has part of the cough medicine the codeine in it yeah is the opioid yeah but it's not like meth where it's like chemicals. it's not meth but it's it's close to morphine you know it's a lot closer to meth than what you want to admit to is uh the drug that a ray has and it goes to work off of caffeine no next one keep going down the list the pill the pill. Yeah. What are y'all niggas taking? I miss some <laughs> shit. Tylenol, Cetrin. No, it's what's, what's starting. AD, uh, the ADD medicine. Yes. Adderall. Oh, Adderall. Adderall. And, uh, yeah. Adderall is is one chemical component away from meth. That I one hundred percent, one hundred and fifty percent believe that. And that's given by doctors on the regular basis. Yeah, I mean, but so is oxycodone and oxycontin, and it's all. Extremely close, and it that's why you need to be careful with it. Because I actually was talking to one of my friends who's an ER doc, and he had a patient who was who partook of lean all the time. Mm-hmm. His tolerance had gotten so high, he came into the hospital for some type of injury, and he couldn't. They couldn't even do anything. They couldn't even do shit about it. He was like, "Dog, for what?" He wanted to tell him basically. What you need to do, and he did not give him this advice, of mm-hmm. course, but he was like, basically, what you need to do is go to your dealer because I can't prescribe you oh, shit. what the strength you need because technically it should be killing you because you've built up such a tolerance that I can't give you the, enough safely right. to Without make it. sure everything's okay. Anywho's the fuck it. So... That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if you heard the Lear Cohen interview on Breakfast Club. Yes, I did. Um, where he had a huge think about kind of the same thing about uh, codeine abuse and mm-hmm. drug abuse in, 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 the, in the world. Yep. And then it came down to his own personal artists and listening to the slime language and different <laughs> artists that were on um, 300. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked a simple question like, hey, why would you sign the artist that perpetuates that? That makes that problem, the epidemic, worse. Mm-hmm. And he didn't care. So, <laughs> what, did you, what did you think about that? Do you feel, what are your thoughts on him in, in both the one, the interview, and two, um, just him in general? So, full, full disclosure, I've listened to another podcast where they interviewed both Dame Dash, who calls him a culture vulture, and mm-hmm. they actually uh, are proponents of Lear Cohen. Uh, which would be Joe Bunn, who was signed to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen, listen to all three pieces of that. Here's what I think about Lior, right? Lior is and forever will be a big part of history of hip-hop. Yep. Right? Um, he was with Def Jam. He did a lot with the Def Jam of Current, which was the DMX, the Method Mans, the Red Mans. Um, he also... Did start the 360 deal, which is the notoriously fucked up a lot of careers musically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at Joe Bunn's perspective where it helps out a lot of people too. Whereas, like, you know, you get a lot of promotion where you wouldn't have initially. Um, people, if you manage your budget right, you do your career right, you can be very successful in the 360 deal. Um, my problem with Lear Cohen and 
similar to Dame Dash is what he was saying, along with other things that I don't agree with. But what I do agree with Dame Dash is saying is that he doesn't listen to hip hop. He's not a part of the. He's not a part of the culture. If if they, if Lear Cohen came up here and you said, "Hey, what's your top?" Same questions you asked me. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be rap related. They're not going to be hip hop related. They're not going to be R and B related. Um, to me, you should not be in the position to create money, create lifestyles, shift the culture, and have the power to shift the culture if you're not listening to Tribe Called Quest or Outkast mm-hmm. or you know DMX, Louis Vuitton. If you don't listen to these, the spectrum of hip hop and be a part of the culture, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have access and free will to decide major important factors of that. So that's that's my main downfall for that. Because when it does come to the the drug culture, yeah, you may be a full component of it, but the music piece of it, when you sign your thug who talks about, you know, slime language, it talks about, you know, um, the lean on every song, that doesn't affect your life or your culture. Like, that doesn't affect your day-to-day. You don't hear that all the time. So when you see him and you tell him, that's bad, that's one aspect of life. But if you're not listening to his music, if you're not a fan of his music, if you're not a fan of the culture, if you're not around the concerts, if you're not around that and embedded into it, it's easy to make bad decisions that that it weighs on it. So mm-hmm. that's the piece where I understand where Dame Jazz call him a culture vulture, where it's like you're not, a, you're not living and breathing this to see the results of what your actions are. And when you're such a big, important factor of it, it's important. That's real. So, I get it. You know, I don't think he's a culture vulture because he's white. You know, which Dame Dash also says, which I disagree. <laughs> but, um, but he's got to be part of culture more. That's that's my only Kevin Lyles. I've seen you know just do different things. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's cool, but he's a part of the culture. Steve Stout, same thing. They, these guys are a part of the culture in some aspect. You talk to Steve Stout about music, he's going to bring you back some nice shit, some some deep good shit that. It's a part of the culture. Something goes wrong in hip hop culture, he's gonna feel it. Leor, I don't think so. I think he's gonna separate himself and be like, I don't know, just like he's doing with that. So, that's my downside of Leor. I can 100% agree with you. Yeah. That interview was interesting, and seeing him get back into the corner of that question yep. was, I think the the beauty of what happens sometimes on the breakfast club Mm -hmm. because i think they're very good with what they do in interviews and playing off of each other and Charlemagne, you can tell he's getting sharper at what he does as far as interviewing people and i appreciate that even though he's been in some shit the last month or so that has been really he's dodging out of that though he is and i'm interested to see what happens next week because his podcast um yeah it took I think like a three week hiatus. Mm-hmm. Then they p- came out with an episode this week mm-hmm. that I listened to that was very tamed. <laughs> I mean, he's got that HBO show, show coming. Yeah. So. And then next week, he says at the end, of, they say at the end of this episode that they'll talk about why they were gone next week. <laughs> and so he was like, depending on the response to this podcast, we'll decide, yeah. we'll decide if we're going to be back next week or take another hiatus. <laughs> um, it was interesting. I can't stand that girl that they have on there, though. Um, uh, back, back to my point earlier. Just, you just don't want to hear that voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, her voice is in particular annoying. Now. I feel like, yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to start attacking people because yeah. I almost went off the other week. I'm glad I didn't have podcast episodes recording after I listened to the Mouse Jones interview before I 
the Mouse Jones episode of Brilliant Idiots yeah. before I listened to the flagrant two episode with Mouse Jones because I had issues with a couple of things that he said and he really came at one Kappas and two niggas who went to college and so it was just like I feel 100% triggered in here fuck yeah. <laughs> like alright nigga look square up like, yeah let's go <laughs> that nigga with my ass he looks kind of he looks like he, he's he's in shape yeah sure. um any who's a fuck it so he so I 100% with Leo or agree with you but I feel like there's also lessons to be learned especially in listening to him and listening to that interview just like, kind of like with with L.A. Reid's book, now knowing some of the fuck shit that L.A. Reid did, but still there are lessons to be learned. Right. And is that in his book? Huh? That's that's in the book. His L.A. Reid. That's in that's in the book. All the fuck shit he did. No, I was about to say like you that's what that? I'm saying. Oh, okay. The fuck shit that has come out. Oh, from L.A. Reid. Yeah. Yeah, from L.A. Reid. Which he just started Hitco, which is going to be very interesting here in Atlanta. So yeah, be ready for um, that. But just listening to his book, yeah, and it was just it, it was things to be learned. So you kind of have to separate. I do think he has culture vulture tendencies. This is Leora Cohen I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, and I don't think he 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 fully looks at the culture that he's perpetuating, mm-hmm. and but by making the money off of it. Right. He wipes his hands clean of it because he's like, well, yeah, I got paid. Yeah. Which is not the way to look at it. Yeah. I think similar to what you were saying too about L.A. Reed, when he, L.A. Reed got to, and I, I'm not a proponent of this, but, you know, especially with Outkast and Goody Mob, but when L.A. Reed got to Def Jam, that was a major downfall. It was like, he came in there like, I'm changing Def Jam from just rap to something else, and I don't mm-hmm. listen to rap like that. Um, obviously, he's a somewhat of a fan of, of hip-hop, but that's not his bread and butter. It's not at home. Like, you know, I want I want my CEO, I want the person making decisions about rap to be on their spare time at home listening to rap. Clean, yep. clean. Maybe not be the most current rap or a certain type of rap, but it's rap. Yep. It's, I want, if you're the head of rap music or head of urban culture, you you should be primarily listening to that. It would or be, be a part of that. It would be very that. disturbing if I was sitting here producing podcasts and don't listen to any other podcasts. Exactly. And I, I think, and that's the frustration with a lot of artists and a lot of people in the industry, and I think that's what Dame Jazz was saying as well, is that there are a lot of people that are in higher-ups, NVPs, and that aren't of the of the culture of rap. Well, and I think Dame Jazz, which probably a lot of people who make arguments are upset in arguments. They mm-hmm. say wrong things so people can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. He said that, you know, Julie Greenwald, uh, what's the, Tommy Moskowitz, mm-hmm. um, all these people are in charge. He was saying that they were white. They shouldn't, you know, why is, why is not a black person in charge of urban mm-hmm. music? Which sounds bad. You can pick and choose as racism, but it's not about black and white. But realistically, Tom Moskowitz should be a hip-hop head if he's in charge of black urban music. That should be a fact. He should be living, breeding music, urban hip-hop music, R&B music, if he's in charge of that. If he's not... He should not be in charge. Like mm-hmm. the resume, I don't care about the biz aspect of it. I don't care about anything else. You can teach someone else that, but when it comes to the culture and how it affects people, you should be a hundred percent involved in that. And that's and it's even permeating down to the artist level because you listen to the shit that Post Malone said, mm-hmm. where he was like, "Oh, well, if you want emotion, don't listen to hip hop music." Right? Fuck you, nigga. Yeah, like, right. and by nigga, I mean white boy. Like, yeah. you you dirty hippie looking motherfucker. Right. How dare you? 
Yeah. Say that uh, about the industry that's making you. Making you money. Fans that are part of, you know, these are the culture that is embracing you almost. I mean, you've got features from these rap artists. Exactly. You're in tour with these people. Like, you should feel a little bit more hurt from that by the people of the fans, but you're not a part of it. So, what do you care? So, so that, that, that's, that's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh. We got here from talking about TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> got all the way back to music. Yeah, crazy. Fucking wonder. Crazy. This is, Sorry. This is why I love this. Sorry. Podcast, but, um, so just taking it more of a, a music and tech angle, since we talked about making money, um, speaking of motherfuckers that make money, how does Apple becoming the first trillion dollar company affect you? Uh, it doesn't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not cutting anybody a discount or selling cheaper items uh, or offering more jobs to people of color. So <laughs> they are uh, a true now company. Now, how this affects other businesses, who's to say? You know what I mean? Um, you know, with the tech bubble again, mm-hmm. you know, who's to say how long this is going to last, um, where that's going to go? Because, I mean... Apple is diversified and jumped into every aspect of our lives, almost. You know, besides, they're jumping into healthcare pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like get on the wave or get without. And, and it's weird because it's hard to identify a monopoly on a new area, right? Yeah. In the tech world, Apple could, could coincidentally have a monopoly on a lot of different aspects of, of things that are uncharted. Mm-hmm. And they cannot let people in. And that's the scary part of it. With the money and the 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 new enterprises that they're jumping into, um, they can box out a lot of different people. And, I mean, that's what Amazon's doing now. Um, it's boxing out a lot of the competition and doing a lot of different things, especially when it comes to distribu- distribution. Um, there's a, a lot of potential for that to be kind of dangerous in the future. It does. It does have that potential. Um, a couple of things that are one thing. One thing I want to address that you said: Apple is a relatively in the tech space a relatively diverse company, right? And um, that is for me looking from outside in because when I had, uh, and I'll be the first one to say this: I had an interview with Apple coming out of college, mm-hmm. bombed the fuck out of it. <laughs> it did not go. It was for a developer position though, okay. and, I, and I, to this day I feel like I'm not. Truest form developer. Right. I was computer science, and that's where I thought I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Then I got a developer job and wanted to throw myself off the top of the building <laughs> for six months straight. Like I, I was a back end database mm-hmm. uh, API developer, right. coding in Java, and it was fucking horrendous. <laughs> now that could have been the company culture, yes, right. But I bombed both my Apple interview and my Microsoft interview. Okay. So and it just none of it went well. Nice. But. Um, with that being said, the guy who interviewed us, um, at Morehouse for Apple was a Morehouse alum, so right. a black guy. Right. I mean, that's not always the case, but typically not the majority <laughs> of the time. <laughs> no, I'm saying there's going to be a black guy coming from Morehouse. Oh no. To interview you at Morehouse. Yes. yes. They're not going to send anybody else there. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we did, uh, a couple companies did good jobs with that. I used to work for McKesson and they, that was because we orchestrated that though. Yeah. Like we had a, a guy come in, mm-hmm. went into McKesson, got the recruiter. Yeah. Recruit he contacted me because he knew I was president of Computer Science Club and brought McKesson to Morehouse. Yeah. Right. That's what we do when we get inside companies, right. which is exactly. which is the cool thing. And I'm trying to do that with my company now. 
which will not be named because a nigga needs to keep a job <laughs> right now. Um, so we get advertisers and sponsors. If anybody would like to reach out to us, please hit us up at virtualdopeness sure. at gmail.com. Um, uh, so I, I feel like Apple does, especially at the, the Apple store level, mm-hmm. they do have, they, they do they pick, diversify, yeah. and, but they pick, it's weird though. And they pick diverse people that are all the same. Well, yeah, it's, they, it's have, a, they, they have very, a very strong culture. Very strong culture. And yep. if you don't fit into that culture, I don't think they even fuck with you. They right? also have the uh, the opportunity to be picky. Yes. Too. There yeah. aren't many. There aren't Apple stores at every mall. No. There are Apple store outlets. Like, I mean, that's their whole model, yeah. though, is yeah. that they, they give you, we are going to dictate what's yep. cool. Yep. And it so far has fucking worked for them. Yeah. Now, Android is the bigger smartphone, but that's because you can make it so for so much cheaper. They were going over quantity, not yeah. the the necessary I wanna say quality mm-hmm. that Apple has, but I don't wanna say there's not a quality Android phone. There right. is. Um and they're all made by Samsung. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um but there's also the dirt cheap ass not like knockoff HTC Android phones as well. Yeah. That anybody can produce or any like if you go on Wish, you can get an Android phone for a hundred dollars. That good luck mm-hmm. with it, but you're not gonna find an i a, a a faked iPhone right. that is gonna operate for long. True. So it's important. I think it's interesting that it's an American company. That's true. That too. hits that. I'm surprised none of these oil giants or. Companies that own the color fucking blue or some shit hasn't hit that mark of trillion dollar company first. Yeah, but so this is the first trillion dollar company in American history. I believe. I believe all of history. I thought so. None of the the oil companies, none of the Rockefeller, Vanderbilts, even it with even with. I don't inflation. know if you count inflation. I don't know how okay. that pans out. It's interesting. Not even the GE conglomerates. That's what I was thinking. Oh, and I could be wrong. Wait, uh, no. Apple's not the first publicly traded company to surpass trillion dollars mark, though. Oh, CNN money. Thank you. <laughs> it's a trillion dollars in value. Um. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It's not oil giant PetroChina. Of course, it would be fucking oil. Yeah, I was about to say. Topped a trillion dollar valuation in two thousand seven. Have you have you seen speaking of oil and uh money, have you seen And then it tanked afterwards. Have you seen Trust on FX? It's about no. the Getty family. It's not bad. It's, okay. It's a it's a good produced show. Um it's on FX. It was, we were talking about uh Pose. It's kinda mm. on the same kind of production level. Okay. Uh, but it's about the story of the Getty family, which are investing in oil, who also coincidentally brought ESPN too early on and sold it as a profit. So oh, wow. Um, oh, to ABC. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a good show. So uh, what's that guy's name? It's Donald Sutherland. Is, yeah, yep. Yeah, is uh, one of the main characters. Okay. So. Oh yeah, he's and I like him too. Yeah, it's so, a, it's a good producer. Um, so do you watch? Because uh, that reminds me of two other things okay. too. Um, I'll, trust I'll, I'll, billions, billions, and uh, the one HBO. Yeah, which is a comedy or not? The um. Succession. Succession, yeah. I I so watched you, some of it, but not a, okay. not a whole lot. So it's produced by Will 
uh, Farrell and Adam really? McKay. Hmm. And some of the characters on there, which is one of them is Macaulay Culkin's mm-hmm. brother, or is that Macaulay Culkin? I thought it was Macaulay Culkin. His name is different. Something. Did you ever change his name? Because his last name's Culkin, but it's not Macaulay in the front. So. Let me check. But anyway, so, um, it's a great cast. It's a very sarcastic, funny show, um, which obviously Will Ferrell, Adam McKay hmm. did, um, not Super Brothers, but uh, Step Brothers. You're right. Um, that is his brother. That's his brother. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, it's a, it's a very sarcastic show and I see that some of it's funny, but I don't, it says comedy on the show too. So really? it does, but it's, it's got a good storyline. It's got a good, it's very entertaining to say the least, but yeah, Secession, Billions, and of course, Trust are very, all in that same line. Cause I keep meaning to watch Succession. I think the season's over. I, maybe last Sunday. I think last Sunday yeah. was the last episode for the season. And then um, billions. Everybody keeps telling me to get into billions, and then yeah. like billions is good. Billions is really billions is a serious show though, but it's very good. It's mm-hmm. got very some of the kind of nuances of these financial services companies, and some of the crazy things that they do. So and then trust is trust is uh basically, it actually follows the family. Is it? Yeah, a it's a true story. No, or? it's it's a actual uh based off a true story. Okay. Um, vibe to it. it's more like a, I wouldn't say document. I like a docu series almost, but okay. Um, it's a good show. It's a good show. Dope. Okay, yeah. so speaking of other things on HBO, yeah, one thing because HBO's had some really creative shit. Yep, as they always do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This Insecure, might be the most. Did you watch Insecure last week? I don't watch Insecure. No. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass on that. Uh, I even though. I I fully watch Insecure. I I, I would support any other way. I just don't want to watch the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Shouts out to all the Morehouse guys that are on the show. I, is it more than just a, just a line? I thought there's a. I mean, there's a couple walk-ons. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that many black guys out there <laughs> that pass the credit check and background check? <laughs> Shout out to the line. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Ballers came back last week. Yep, Ballers. Is, I like I like Ballers. I missed last season, but that's easy catch up. It's an easy catch up. I, I feel like last season was, eh. Yeah, I think ever, ever since they try to get that uh, Vegas situation, that kind of you know changed the storyline a lot. So. Yeah. Um, um, well, I mean that was all last season. Yeah, so no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, but now and now they've kind of moved to L.A. a little yep. bit. So, yeah, they yeah they did. And that's not a spoiler. It happens in the first five yeah. minutes of the episode. Yeah, that was in the previews. Yeah, I was about to say if you don't know that, you ain't watching. But yeah. Another show that has been. Kind of popped up on everybody's radar. Uh, random acts of flyness. Yep. It's um, a, I believe it's three episodes in now. It's a part of the. I don't know when it comes on normally, but I thought it was part of their late night session that they're supposed to have um, setting up. It, I don't know if it comes on Friday or Sunday. I think it's Friday because I think it comes on right after Bill Maher. Okay. Because or right after Vice, which is after Bill Maher. Gotcha. And because I. Bill Maher's my shit. Yeah, no. It's... Oh, and fuck you guys for trying to get Bill Maher out the paint. <laughs> I we're gonna get to random McAfee in a second, but I had to set to get this off my chest. Fuck you guys because yes, he fucked up with the whole. It was a bad joke, and Killer Mike said this best. Best the next week after Bill Maher's show where he did the, the the whole joke. And for those who don't know, he made a joke. Um, I forget he was interviewing a guy. They were talking about, he was interviewing a white guy, was talking about race, and he was like, come on, I would have been, he, he, the joke kind of rolled into, oh, 
I would have been a house nigga. And or did, did he actually say nigger? Did he say he did, house slave? He did say nigger. He said, yeah, I would have been a house nigger. And he made a fucked up joke. It was bad. He shouldn't have said it. And I think that's where it ends. I feel like you reprimand him for it. You say, don't do that shit again. And I, you move on. I, I wholly agree with, with that. I, my whole stance on stuff like that is I'd rather people get fined rather than lose their jobs. Cause I want to know who the racist motherfuckers really are. And I don't want people tiptoeing around like, okay, I can't say this because I'm getting fired. Say it. Get, get your fine and keep moving. But I want to know that your ass is racist. That's my, my typical stance. The only problem I have with that is that the Papa John's dude got fired for something I would think is less of a, of a fine or a cause. So, like, the Papa John's guy was just repeating or repeating what was said. Mm-hmm. Um, he got fired. Now, Papa John's dude should be fired. He's a racist, and that's my point. I get to know that because he said some other record shit about the NFL, and I can identify him as a racist, and I can pick and choose. You know, so I, I know he's a racist. So when shit like that happens, I when that happened, I was like, that's not bad, but I don't like him. He's fired anyway. You know, and I he's getting the fuck like out. He's had a, a history of it though. That's what I'm saying. The NFL shit he said, the record NFL shit he said before made him to me in my mind a racist anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 last straw, I guess, which got him fired, was more so on a casual saying the n word shit, just repeating sure. what he's heard. Random acts of funness comes on Saturdays. Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. That's interesting. Well, that's probably why it's so good. It's so black. It's probably it's trying to hide Slip it on there. Yeah. There. <laughs> um, which of course thanks to black people and their setup, we have on demand. But so. just to, to put, but here's the thing about the uh, and and I don't know if it was Killer Mike or Dave Chappelle that said it is that we've got to become somewhat comfortable with flawed allies and mm. or, or get used to having to deal with flawed, flawed allies. That's a good point. And it, I feel like it's a really good point, especially if those if they're truly if people are truly allies to the cause to black people to black lives matter to whatever you have put out in front of you to equality they can be taught because I feel like a true ally will learn lessons and work on their flaws. Now, some of these fuckboy hipsters in Brooklyn yeah. and, and gentrifiers that claim to be 100%, oh, I'm an ally, I'm an ally, but still do fucked up shit mm-hmm. and covert racist shit all the time and are actually just helping to make themselves feel better, Yeah, fuck them. But... And there's and there's a lot more of that, and they can hide behind that. Oh yeah, I, I know Jamal. I know I have a yeah. Jamal yeah. that hangs around who's who ain't really black. You know, yeah. he he went to USC and knows a couple of black people. But he don't know no, he don't know no bloods. Like no. you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you don't know no real niggas. So but, but yeah, so that's a good point. And I feel like Bill Maher learns from learn from his mistake. But Bill Maher is but Bill, Bill Maher is a real nigga though, because like. Superhead, like you know what I mean, like <laughs> I, like any nigga that like no, like you're black dog, like that's a black pass. Superhead, yes. like you, like you dating her, <laughs> like you about to, like that's a real nigga move. Like if I got hair from Superhead, I'm proposing to her too. So it's like, <laughs> nigga, I get it. That's some nigga shit. Like you get a pass. Like hey. you know what I mean. Like you dealt, you dealt with the crazy black woman who gave you good head. Welcome to the club, then, nigga. Like welcome. Here's I your black say, pass. On this season, the, I think it was. Three weeks ago, maybe it was the first or second, he did this whole entire rant on police brutality that got real as fuck real quick. He's always on our side. And he's always been on our side. Yeah. And uh, I, it just bothers me that y'all try to get him out the way. So, back to Random Max of Yes. So, 
I don't know exactly how to describe this show. Besides... And I, I did an awful job of describing it to a friend of mine. <laughs> and uh, it literally just had me just mumbling all my words and having a, a brief silence. It's, it's like, just watch it. Nigga. Just watch you it. You just kind of have to watch it. And because and, and the only way I can describe it is... Do you know who's behind it? I know A24, who did Moonlight, um, is one of the producer uh, studios behind it. But individually, like, who pitched it? Who is producer of it? Who Artist Terrence Nance is the one who's the main they're crediting. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's the guy who's the, the main narrator. But it's kind of like a hyper-realistic, hyper... Hyper-real... I don't know. It, it's, it's a hyper-realistic sketch, kind of like... It's... So it's sketch that explores culture from a black. It's not place, even it's black not, angle. <laughs> it's not even like a because like you the first. I mean, no spoiler, but the the theme around that is black. You know, police brutality, which they do touch on the white aspect of it, but it's really centered around the black community and its involvement in it. Um, means, it, but it's kind of like they have themes and they have sketches based mm-hmm. off of themes. They, it is listed as genre under, I guess this is Wikipedia's answer, as a sketch comedy, which I would call it a very dark comedy. I would say it's in the same comedic realm, but less goofy as Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's in a very, it I, gets super dark though. So like the, that whole sketch the, the, with the, the kids, kids yeah. fucked me up for a little while. It was, it's dark but you see the meaning behind it mm-hmm. um and the 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 subtle satirical nuances mm-hmm. it comes from a place it, it, I, to me when i see that it makes me ask who died for this to happen now let's <laughs> let, let me let me just reference that black panther came out mm-hmm. shortly after prince's death okay so mm-hmm. i feel like listen prince died which we still don't know how he died officially and he no, you say drugs. Drugs. Chris don't look like the drug type of nigga to me. And he died in an elevator. So whatever. Um, Prince is gone. We get a movie like Black Panther out. All I have to ask is who died for this shit to come out? Where they have satirical, straightforward like this. Like if you're white, how do you enjoy that that TV show? That's a good. That is a good. Because question. for HBO to make this happen, it to like be produced and made. They're saying, like, this is for black people. I feel like there's two types of white people that enjoy this. One is the actual allies. Okay. Who understand, who can understand these meanings. Sure. Because they've had some type of window or someone show them why this is significant or could be funny. Right. And it's the fakers, too. I feel like people are going to watch it to say they watched it to sound deep. To sound cool. Like the guy, for instance, you remember the first fusion of Atlanta when they go to the dude's house and he's having the Juneteenth party oh, yeah, and he's married yeah, to the black woman? Yeah. Those motherfuckers too. See, I feel that, but also feel that there's the group that type of group is also the people that are like, Yeah, I'm a part of the movement. Mm-hmm. Or like people who want to be white and a part of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Those people that are watching this because they want to be like, Yeah, I feel your pain. I get it. Yep. That type of person too. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a good show. It's, there's very funny parts about it. Yeah. 
Um, extremely funny parts about it, but the still very I strong. Chased by that cop was that was hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still part of the main overall thing. Like yeah. to me, I feel like that's like the intro, or that's the the him coming out, or the Arsenio Hall basically coming out and dancing type. But like that's the intro, mm-hmm. and it's the E segment. You know, it's, it's you know how you know how I described it because I, I wrote a note down about it somewhere, and it's for some reason not in the notes that yeah. I have. It's Afropunk meets the Tim and Eric show. Hmm. Very true. No, that's it. <laughs> that, is, that is the best way I can describe yeah. this. And I, the weird part is I hate the Tim and Eric show. Like, I, I don't find it that, like, there's parts. It's fine. Yeah, it's not, it's not a revolutionary, like, and it's not well done. People, people make it out to be so much more than it actually is, in my opinion. It's just different. And as, you got to understand, as black people, we give ourselves so much for the little shit that comes out. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, we get the idea just because it's different. You yeah. know what I mean? We're like, oh, it's not Tyler Perry. It's not Medea. Well, I love it. It's exactly. like, it just, you know what I mean? Just because it's not, you know, blackish and it's something that you find that's creative mm-hmm. doesn't make it the best shit ever. It's, Tim and Eric is a creative, different show. Mm-hmm. It could be done better. But that's why we got support to shit that's out. Yep. So sorry, uh, not to bother you. Probably needs a little more support for us to get regular shit out. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Black um, yeah, Black Klansman. Yeah, I mean, we, we're gonna get, we, 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 we gonna get that I though. Can, you can feel sprinkles of Spike on top of this. Like, yeah. oh, Spike yeah. had to happen to to make this anywhere near acceptable. For sure, for sure. And Spike's got to speak out and do some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and pushes the envelope for it. Yeah, I, and just, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I just really wish I knew who was presenting this over to him to say like, yeah, this is this is okay <laughs> for white people too. People are gonna get a big response on this. So, um, hopefully, we're finally seeing that our actual opinion is being represented out there rather than just getting the Tyler Perry version of shit. Yep. All right. So we're almost we're almost done here. Um. I got to get your opinion on something that's kind of come back full circle. Yeah. Are you a James Bond fan? <laughs> I am. a As much as I can be, yeah. <laughs> Shit, I mean, um, what, what the fuck is James Bond? But yes, yes. How do you feel about the possibility of Idris Alba playing James Bond? After the kerfuffle that was before. Two sides. So out of everyone that could be James Bond... Idris Elba is to me the best person that could be it. He's fucked K Michelle, as I would have <laughs> during her big booty era. Um, so that's a real nigga point there. He was in the wire, real nigga point there. Apparently, and he, was he off- also used to live around the corner. I, apparently, because I- yeah, that's why he. Uh, that's why he's fucking. That's where K Michelle was. Where he's fucking K Michelle. I mean, he was fucking her out of convenience. He wasn't flying from London to fuck K Michelle. Like, nah, he was fucking because he was in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and. Uh, yeah, he was in the wire, um, and then um, he was in the Tyler Perry shit. So he he grinded. So he in, in the black community. So it's not like it's like you know some random ass London dude that ain't part of the black culture. So he's got points in my end. the The only thing I'm concerned about is that the James Bond legacy and James Bond Bond guy is very, very, very. Uh, it's a very small club, and it's very the good old boy network and people really take that shit seriously. So I don't want it to be kind of the Obama shit where it's like, you know, we got you in, but we don't really support you. Mm-hmm. I'd rather them have that nigga in there. If they really, really believe that he can do it. Are they really behind it? Don't give me that passive shit. Just cause, just cause like I want at least two, three movies of Idris Elba, not the one 
just because you felt like it. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to put them fully, fully into it. So I, while you were talking, I pulled up a list of people that would be considered apparently like top front runners. I mean, the last two was out the blue. So he was. He was so Daniel Craig was completely out the fucking. Yeah. So, but so I want to read this list, and I kind of feel like some of this is bullshit. And you, the general qualifications, just so people know, is that it is a um, very attractive or very, very smooth, confident smooth, guy, confident British actor, right? There to to be um, considered for the part of James Bond, right? Um, these are the people that they have on this this supposed list, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you, the other person that I want isn't going to be on this list. If it's not, because let me just say before I start this, I'm in full support of him being James Bond. I I feel like I need to, I still haven't fully watched Luther, but I've appreciated everything else that he's done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so first one on here is Henry Cavill. That's, uh, that's the dude from Superman. Oh, hell no. Exactly. So I have a huge issue with that. Because uh, he ain't attractive. No. I, well, he... I would say he's somewhat... He has a Bond-esque look. Here. I'll, you got a picture of him? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the, the, the evil guy in Superman. No, 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 no. no, him. no. Actual Superman. He could do it. He. Could, I feel like he would be a good pick. The second one they have on here is Tom Hiddleston. Tom he's, Hiddleston is Loki. I, I feel like he's too... Nah, he's too squirmy. Too, yeah, like, I feel like he's, he's not. He can't really do the, the, the special effects and shit. Yep, I, the Idris is on here. Adrian Turner? Adrian Turner. Adrian, I'm sorry. Oh. What was he in? I don't even have anything on here that he was in. Agatha... BBC's adaptation of Agatha Christie? Fuck out of here. Wait, roll up to his picture? No, I'm good. He... he, he. That's a woman. That can't happen. If it turns out to be fucking Margot Robbie, I'll I'll stop watching. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Jack Huston. Oh, is that the dude from uh, with one eye? Wasn't American Hustle and Ben Hur. I've seen American Hustle. Eh. I'm good. He's he doesn't seem bondish. He looks. James Norton feels like he fits into the the. Daniel but, Craig mode. I was about to say, he's like a Daniel Craig he leftover. Like he's a Daniel um, Craig look. That guy's good. That's what I'm thinking of. That guy's Tom good. Tom Hardy? Yeah. I could see Tom Hardy. I could definitely see Tom Hardy. But Tom Hardy would be like, it just wouldn't be, he'll lose a mystique. Like, yeah. Charlize Theron, are you drunk? Who made this fucking list? Kid Harrington, that's an interesting pick. Nah. I, f- I don't feel like he's that's a hipster. smooth enough. Yeah, that's a hipster look right yeah. there. Like, I feel like, and then, I think he would look weird with his hair. What's all these bitches doing on here? I don't, Alicia, get the fuck out of here. Um, Michael Fassbender. Um, the guy from X-Men, X-Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go back up. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see him being, being, yeah. uh, being Bond, Michael Fassbender. Tom Cullen. Downton Abbey and Black Mirror. Scroll up this picture. Nah, he he doesn't have maybe with the the hair, the facial haircut. Yeah, it and also depends on the the way they want to make these movies too. Like, yeah, you know, in terms so of that was that was the list off of Men's Journal. Now the person I'll say, and I I have um I have a personal like of this person because. Um, 
I think I, I bond with his uh, because of the, the, the roles he's been in. Mm-hmm. And that is oh my god why, why is his name I will cut all this out in the post editing no it's okay <laughs> Nicholas Holt Nicholas Holt is beast. I feel like maybe right now he's too young, but yeah, he look. Nigga look like twenty one. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first so, the first bond was uh with Sean not the first bond but Sean Connery. He wasn't he, he wasn't young then. He wasn't young. <laughs> he was not. Yeah. Sean Connery's one of those people who's been old forever. Yeah, <laughs> he had to be like thirty back then. And uh, exactly, so Nicholas Holt. Y'all know him probably mostly as Beast in um, X, the newer X-Men. So in the old X-Men, Beast was uh, uh, the guy who produced Girlfriends and the game. Uh, Ch- Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was Kelsey, it was Kelsey Grammer. In the newer X-Men movies, yeah. it's been Nicholas Holt. Um, I knew him originally, not from, from Warm Bodies, that trash zombie movie where they try... Where the zombie falls in love. That was fucking <laughs> stupid. Was that uh the the water? Warm shit? bodies. Oh, I think you're talking, <laughs> talking about the new shit that came out. The the, the oh, one on the, one the Oscars. No, the one that won the Oscars and shit. Uh, won the Oscars. Yeah. And it was a zombie movie. Nah, but it was something with falling in love with like this the world. Oh, the 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 the, uh, the shape of water. Shape of water. Falling yeah. in love with like a fish monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fish fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, but no, Nicholas Holt. Uh, he was a zombie, but no. I think I've gone on on a tangent about how the, the first two seasons of the UK version of the show Skins mm-hmm. is possibly the, the best dramatic television I've ever seen in my life, which is very, very hard, especially when you come down to watching like The Wire or Breaking Bad or any of these amazing shows. Mm-hmm. Those first two seasons of Skins were fucking amazing. Hmm. And he is the main character on them. Right. And throughout the first season, he's normal. Then something very traumatic happens, and he has to battle back from severe injuries during the second season. Right. Him as a young actor, I believe, was what got me on board with he can do amazing shit. Mm. And he's, I feel like he would be a good, um, because he also, he, I forget what movie this one's from, but this gives you an idea. This, this look, I yeah. can see his bond. And this is him, and the picture of it is him in a suit and a tie and looking very Or like this small. one, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that could be a bond look. And I, listen, as much as I want you just to do it, I'm fully about people being environments where they feel comfortable. Like, if y'all don't, y'all don't really want a black guy doing this shit, don't give me the, don't give me the bullshit, don't give me the... The the past, just because we're we're getting more popular in the media. Like, don't give me that. If you really don't want them there, this is y'all shit. This this is us for us to come. We need to make takers too. Then I guess you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, if that's what we needed, we need to build up takers rather than building up some shit that they came part of. And us being I'm like second I'm be. cool with takers too. <laughs> Chris Brown ain't gonna. We don't need Chris Brown. I think he died in the movie. But that was a good cast. Will mm-hmm. Packer needs to do a little better in terms of you know producer. But he's got more money now, more experience. Yep. And I feel more confident in it. You know, um, Packer just did some with Tiffany Haddish, didn't he? This the this teacher movie, yeah, at, yeah, yeah. Night School, Night School. I don't, did that really come out? No, no, no. no. It's because I just saw the previews. Okay, for it. 
So I, I think that'll be funny. Yeah, I'm just not really a fan. Too. I mean, I feel like you're right. That's going to be a good movie where they can do their best. Yeah. Like Tiffany Haddish as a stand-up is awful. It's terrible. I didn't think it was awful. I didn't. You saw the you saw the the, the uh, Showtime one. Yeah, yeah, that was. I terrible. thought it was good. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I just think I prefer her as a comedian actress. Yeah. Okay, that's my point. Same thing with Kevin Hart. I think Kevin Hart transitions to that. Ooh. Which on a dope thing, Kevin Hart has done the new platform for comedy. Yes. Which is a dope thing. People need people need to talk about support because yeah. motherfuckers EU always keep talking about how they don't want to support YouTube and. This guy has his own comedic thing, which looks like on the previews some really dope, good shit. So yeah, the LOL network. Yep. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, but I think like I, I'm. It depends on your comedic background. Like I love Dave Chappelle. I love Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. I love the people that have something to say, but in a comedic you way or just real life thing. Like uh, Jared Carmichael too. Sorry. Yeah. Huge, he's, huge fan of that. Huge fan. I actually had a huge. Wait a minute. Let me not fuck this up again because I keep confusing Gerard Carmichael and um, Michael Shea. Uh, I like both of them too. I like Michael they're Shea. both good. Yeah, I, like- I actually had issues with uh, Gerard Carmichael's first stand up. The one some- that Spike did. Yeah, the one that Spike did. I had issues with it. I've oh, I love terms- that one. I've come to terms with it though. <laughs> was it was it talking about like offensively or yes. was it oh yeah I love it no. I think I was in a, I don't think I was in an offense that's why I loved it yeah <laughs> like any, anything that the crowd was like ooh like I was like yeah, yeah. I was like that's perfect yes <laughs> but Spike did the shit out of that yeah him. he did people don't realize Spike did original Kings of Comedy, comedy. Yeah. yeah yeah. which is it just turned 15 years old I think Jesus Christ I know it's well I mean it, one, one, one of the guys did so that's about yeah. right but, um, yeah okay so I think we're about to get out of here yeah. This was solid. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple things just to, to round this out. Um, rest in peace, Anita Baker. Mm. Rest in peace. Anita Kofi. Baker's dead? Not. <laughs> you got to clarify. That's, that's the one I'm worried My about. Fuck. <laughs> I know. Um, I, listen. Let me run that. Let me run listen, that all the way back. I just want to say before you delete it, though. I read the Franklin. Like, I get it. You know, she's a big deal. But it's about time. You got a cancer. God, You're a little damn. older. I'm just saying. But you <laughs> but. But you say I ain't it, erasing this at all. Good, anyway. but I'm saying, when you say Anita Baker, it's like, oh shit, what happened to Anita? Like, you know what I mean? That's different than Aretha Franklin. But I yes, bet. yes, I mean Aretha Franklin. Whew. All right, man. Because if Anita, if Anita gone, I gotta start looking at my. I gotta, I go to the doctor, make sure I'm good. This, if this Anita, is what, not this is why, it. this is why I don't need to talk ahead of ahead of what I'm thinking. I'm glad I'm here because you'd have been like, I'm out. Anita Baker's dead. Niggas gonna hit you up. <laughs> Thank and you for the fuck up about how you put it out. Anita Baker really did die. But like, damn, you got. How'd he so, do that? You almost said it again, but hey, Anita. Everybody <laughs> check on Anita. If you got Anita, Anita Baker's phone number, give her a call. Let her know you she's loved. Franklin. Rest in peace, Aretha Franklin. Rest in peace, Kofi Annan. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that one, I don't feel like enough people talking about yeah, it, but Kofi Annan deal. passed. And then uh, congratulations, one, on a happy note. Congratulations, 2 Chain. Getting 2 Chain's for getting married this weekend. Which is a quick turn. He proposed at Met. Yeah, yeah, but they've been together for a long time, so I feel like no, for sure. He's they can, are those all her kids? I think so. I'm not 100 percent on that. But and then uh, shout out to to uh, GC Cash or Stephen Boykin, um, my uh, freshman year RA who was two change road manager was at the wedding yesterday. Nice. So he is he's a super cool guy, and hopefully we'll get him up here on the podcast at some point to talk. About the stuff that he's doing because he's actually still managing, but still acting too. Nice. Um, is he awesome, awesome. manage artists? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he does. And, and I couldn't imagine him getting out of that, but he's also been doing some acting stuff. Nice. Online stuff. So shout out to all of them. 
thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Marcus, for, for coming in. Absolutely. And this has been fun. No problem. Um, everybody out there. Shout, all, shout out to that girl that canceled, by the way, too. We're not going to forget about that. <laughs> she texted me during the podcast. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's hold everybody accountable, men and women. <laughs> we'll get her up here. We'll get her up here. Whatever she feels fine. You know, whatever's against her schedule. So, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I say it every week. Be virtual and live dope.